Happy Easter, everybody. All right. That was fantastic. I want to greet our friends online today. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm one of the lead pastors here at, at Walnut Hill Community Church. And this is just a wonderful morning, isn't it? A wonderful morning to come and worship and exalt our King of Kings, our Jesus who is alive. I want to do something with you just some, for some engagement here, okay? I'm going to yell out, he is risen. I'd love for you to yell back, he is risen indeed, okay? I'm going to do this three times. If you've been here for the last 16 years, I've done it for 16 years, okay? So I think you've caught on by now. If you're new, you'll catch on real fast. But I would expect that it will get louder with each time that I do it, okay? And I'm expecting that because that's been the case for 16 years now, okay? So, um, but sometimes it's good to, to speak out the truth. This isn't just a tradition, a ritual. This is us proclaiming the truth. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Okay? So here we go. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen All right. Let our online people hear us. Okay, ready? He is risen. He is risen indeed. Praise God. That's the truth. That's the truth. He's risen indeed. He's risen. I want to tell you the story, which you just heard through our scripture reading, of some women who went to a tomb, a very famous tomb. You know, people all across the globe go and visit tombs to this day. Millions and millions of people visit the pyramids in Egypt where the Egyptian kings lay. Millions of people go to Westminster Abbey. Millions of people go to the Prophet's Mosque where the Islamic uh, prophet Muhammad lies there. Millions of people go to the Faman Temple where Buddha is supposedly there lying in that tomb. Many people go and visit tombs probably and mainly because of what they contain. But for Christ followers, we celebrate a tomb that's far more famous than any of these tombs. And it's not because of what that tomb contains. It's because of what that tomb is missing. There is no body there. It is gone because he is risen. He is risen indeed. The angel in Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10, has great words for these women that come to the tomb. And I want to share three instructions with you that the angel gives to these women. And I believe they're instructions for us today. The word of God is active, it's living, it's breathing. Uh, we can apply it to our lives. And so as we hear these words from the angel, I want us to apply them to our, to our own life. These women approach the, the tomb and there are some guards who are lying on the ground who have fainted. Maybe this is a little bit like a scene in a hospital room when the mother is giving birth and the male is on the ground, <laughs> fainted in fear. And the women come to the tomb, and these are the first, the first instruction from the angels this, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So easy for the angel to say, right? Don't be afraid. You know, the worst thing you could say to somebody who is afraid, don't be afraid. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a great idea. I won't be afraid any longer. Don't be afraid. But I believe that the Lord wants us to hear those words today too. Don't be afraid. Listen, I know that there, there's a lot in this world, there's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of hardship right now, but I want to give you a word, don't, don't be afraid. And here's what I believe that the angel was saying to the women, Mary and the other Mary who come to the tomb. I believe the angel in this don't be afraid was actually saying this, 
I see you. You know, it's really good to know that we're seen, seen by God. And the angel wanted those women to know, I see you. I see your fear. I see your hurt. I see your, your brokenness. I see your worry. I see the circumstance that you're in and the things that you're facing. I see you. I see you. I believe the Lord wants you to know this Easter that he sees you. He sees the things you're facing. He sees the fears that, that, that have kind of gripped you. He sees your situation. He sees the brokenness around you. He sees you. Don't be afraid. But then I, I think the angel said these words because he knew the news he was carrying. Don't be afraid. I see you. I see your circumstance, that, that you're, you're hopeless because this Jesus who professed to be the Messiah is, is in a tomb. He's been buried. He's, he's crucified. He's died. And I'm sure you feel hopeless in this moment, but don't be afraid. And the only reason I can say don't be afraid is because I've got some great news for you. Have you ever had a day that was horrible? Yes. A few of us? Yes. But then it was followed by a day that was amazing. And then in that amazing day, you kind of look back going, why was yesterday so bad? And all of a sudden, that great day, that great news drowns out and overshadows the bad news of the day before it. And the angels knew, listen, I know Saturday was tough. I know you were hopeless, you were wondering what was gonna happen. Your savior, your Messiah was dead in a tomb, but I've got some news that's gonna drown out and overshadow Saturday. And this is what the angel says, here's the good news. I, I know you, you've come looking for Jesus. What a great statement. I know that you've been walking with this Jesus. He was real, he lived, he walked this planet. I know you came looking for this Jesus who you loved, who you served, who you wept with, who you celebrated with, who you partied with. I know this Jesus. I know you're looking for him. He was crucified. I know also that he was put to death. He was absolutely dead. He was buried. But guess what? He's not here. He was here. <laughs> he was in this very tomb, but he's no longer here. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen from the dead. Just like he told you he was going to do. Don't you remember he told the disciples, he told all of his followers several times, I'm going to die. I'm gonna be buried. I'm, I'm gonna be hurt and, and, and suffer at the hands of the religious elite. I'm gonna die, I'm gonna be buried, but then... Three days later, I'm going to rise from the dead. Well, guess what? It's the third day, and he is not here. Which tells all of us in this moment that any promise Jesus has given, we can trust. That any word that he's given to us, we can trust it. That he is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is and has gone to prepare a place for us that he is divine, that if we remain in him, he will remain in us. That our sins are forgiven because of what he has done on the cross. We can trust his promises. Don't be afraid. I know this world has trouble, but we have a Jesus who has overcome death. We have a Jesus who has victory over the evil one, and he's told us he's coming again. Take hope in that. Take heart in that. 
we can have hope in Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid. And then, I love what the angel says next. The second word of instruction is this. Come, see where he was lying. Come and see. Come and see. This is the invitation of Jesus for you today. Come and see. I love how the angel said, hey, listen, I know you came all this way. Ladies, here you are. And I'm telling you that Jesus rose from the dead just like he said, but don't just take my word for it. Step into the tomb in, in, in just whatever belief you have and whatever faith, whether it's small or large, take those steps and see it yourself. Come and experience it yourself. Don't just read the, pa- the, the words on the page. Don't just take my word for it. Get on in there. Take a look and see if you see him there. And experience the facts, the truth, the reality that Jesus is alive. Do you know, we're not here to celebrate a religion. We're here to celebrate a relationship that we have with Jesus. That's what I want. I don't want a religion. Who wants a religion? I want a relationship with God. And we have it in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he is alive. Come and see. Throughout John's gospel, you see those words. Come and see. Come and see. Some of John's disciples were looking at Jesus in John chapter 1, and they were like, wow, who is this guy? I wonder what it's like to be around him. And Jesus turns to those disciples and says, Come and see. Walk with me throughout the day. Come and, come and see what it's like to, to be with me. Let me speak to you. Let me eat with you. Let me encounter you. Come, come and see. Later on in John chapter one, Andrew, who had been with Jesus that whole day, now goes and finds his brother, Simon Peter, and says, hey, listen, guess what? I went, I saw, but now you need to come and see this Jesus too. Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman at a well in John chapter four, changes her life, tells her all about herself. (laughs) She's amazed by this. At the end of the encounter, she runs off. She goes and she tells her whole community. She says, come and see a man who knew everything about me. Come and see, I I think he's the Messiah. I've seen him, I've spoke to him, but don't just take my word for it. You've gotta come and see him too. So here's my challenge for you, friends. See, sometimes I think we reject Jesus before we ever meet him. I wanna challenge you with whatever faith you have in this story, in this Jesus, whatever faith, whether it's small like a mustard seed or whether it's large, whatever faith you might have, I I wanna challenge you to step out in faith and come and see the risen Lord Jesus Christ. How do you do that? Open his word. Allow him to speak to you. Go to prayer. Ask him to to speak to you. Uh, Pray. Ask him for the things that you, you need. Praise him. Come and worship with us on Sundays. Experience his great love for you. Be taught by his word. Seek him. Seek him. The word tells us if you seek him, you will find him. I want to challenge you this Easter not just to go away and have this a check mark of your yearly kind of commitment. I want this to be a moment where you say, you know what? I heard the invitation to come and see. I'm going to check it out for myself. I'm not going to take that guy with a really cool jacket on's word for it. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come and see for myself. And here's what I can tell you. My personal story is 
I stepped out in faith because I wanted to see if this Jesus was real, and I experienced that he's real every single day of my life, every day of my life. He speaks to me, he calls me to hard things, but when I step out in faith, he meets me there. Come and see. Third instruction. I love this. The the angel doesn't allow the women to sit in that moment for too long in the tomb, checking it out. Wow, he's not here. Wow, he's not here. He says, hey, go quickly and tell. You've seen it. Now go and tell. Don't just kind of wait and hover around here. This isn't just for you. You got to get this news out there. A couple things that are remarkable to me in this moment. I wonder when the angel tells these women, go and tell. I want you to go and, and tell the story of Jesus's resurrection. I want you to go and carry the most important news that has ever hit this planet. I wonder if the women in this moment were stunned that they were chosen. I bet they were. You know, in that time in history, a woman's testimony wasn't even valid in court. They weren't to speak in the synagogue and the temple. They didn't have an authoritative voice even in the home. And now all of a sudden, The Lord is sending an angel. An angel of the Lord comes and tags these women to go and share the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm choosing you. It was almost like God was kind of identifying the world might not trust you with this story, with this great news, but I trust you. Go quickly and tell. Here's what I want to say to you in that. Maybe you don't feel equipped Maybe you wouldn't pick yourself. Maybe you don't feel like you're the one who can really go out and make a difference for Jesus. I just want to turn the tables on that, friends. If God has given you a story, has God changed any of your lives? Has Jesus transformed you? Has he spoken to you? Has Jesus healed any of you? Has has Jesus healed any of the broken places within you? Has Jesus transformed who you are? Are you a new creation? If that's the case then go quickly and tell your story. Go and tell the world. Go and tell those who are close to you all about what Jesus has done. And I love how they carry this promise that the angel of the Lord tells these women, listen, as you go, and as you go quickly, here's what's gonna happen. Tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And here's the promise that the angel gives these women. And you will see him there. It's in our going. It's in our obedience. It's in our listening to the Lord that we get to see him. God's not gonna show up for the couch potato. (laughs) He's gonna show up for those who radically obey him. And you're gonna see him there. And I love what happens next. This is the response of the women and my challenge, my hope for each one of us this Easter is that we would do the same. It simply says this in scripture, in verse nine, as they went, as they went. They could have returned home. They could have done something else, but as they went. Here's what happened as they went, as they obeyed these instructions. Jesus met them and greeted them. My prayer this Easter for you in this upcoming year is that you would take it very seriously to come and see Jesus Christ that he might encounter you in unbelievable ways, that you would know the real presence of Jesus in your life, and that you would go and tell your story, that you would get into motion in your faith, and that as you do that, Jesus would meet you along the way. And here's why I believe this so strongly, is because we serve a God who is alive. 
We don't serve a God who's just waiting for us in heaven. We serve a God who is present with us right now, who speaks to us, who guides us and directs us. May you know this living Jesus.